0: Well, hello again, friends, and welcome to the final regular episode of Club KFabe Wrestle Talk. I'm Chris, and that's Dan. It's the regular show. This is the regular show. Yes, uh, as we've noted, VIP Wrestle Talk will continue on. In fact, we're just calling it VIP Wrestle Talk now because it's the only wrestling-themed show that Dan and I are going to be doing, and we will be doing classic reviews and music video watch-alongs each and every episode. And maybe a little bit of news if something significant happens. Like, right now, off the bat, there was a release we're going to talk about when we get to the news. That would be something I would touch on. And we're at the anniversary of a passing. That would be something I would touch on real quick, too. Plus, you know, Dan's going to do some New Japan geek out stuff. But really, that's pretty much the plan, right? Moving forward. Yes. Um, and then in one week's time, that would be the weekend coming up of, uh, not Thanksgiving, but the one before it. On the 20th through the 22nd. Pretty much, yeah. That weekend. that weekend. Uh, we're gonna have Dan as his first time doing regular hosting duties on the nerd table. And then at some point, a couple of weeks down the line, who the hell knows, uh, Matt Sulo will join us and the nerd table will become a foursome we're going to be a big happy family it's kind of funny that Eric and I started the podcast and you and I were already podcasting and he and Matt had talked about podcasting and then he and I did it and then I was like I'm going to bring a friend and he's like I'm going to bring a friend so we're just going to be a big happy family we're going to all live together uh, we ain't gonna be that happy. Ain't gonna be that happy. It's a little too happy. No, uh, we are we are done with roommates unless we like actually own the house and can control what's happening in it. Maybe, maybe we would invite a roommate in if it was our place, but we ain't we ain't doing this again. So. Real quick, uh, obviously, we have the, uh, the the grand finale episode. We're going to record that tomorrow as we're recording this on Friday, November 13th, 2020, which is just like the worst. It's like the worst day ever, right? It's, it's
1: second f- November, <laughs> second Friday, 13th in a row, right?
0: There's like three this year, right? Something crazy like that, which is why 2020 has been so weird. Didn't last month have another one as well? So, like, real quick, just as a a fun little reflection, uh, when we first started this podcast, and obviously there'll be a lot more of that discussion when we actually do the, the finale episode, but, like, it's kind of funny to think about that I was working at Disney and living in Florida, and I've been through several different jobs and several places to live uh, in, in that time frame. It's just been really weird how things have... Uh, have evolved really like it's been a it's been a, it's been a crazy evolution and it the the show is just coming to a necessary conclusion because Dan and I want to discuss more broad range of shows nerd table is way more popular now than this show ever was and that's not really a slight or anything it's just that Wrestling podcasts are a dime a dozen, and yeah, you can say nerd podcasts are too, but you can get a much broader audience for a nerd show when you're talking about a bunch of things, because then if, like, <clears throat> if you're talking about something you're not that familiar with, you just kind of zone out till the topic kicks up again. Like, I even do that with the podcasts I listen to. I uh, When they start talking about a subject I'm not that into, I kind of zone out, and then when they change the subject, I I kind of tune back in, but... Like I don't fast forward or anything. I just I'm just like eh, I'm not really that interested in this, so I'm not gonna pay too close attention. Oh, they're talking about something I want to hear now. So, Dan, what's been your favorite memory doing the show? Well, first I want to say because you moved states
1: and a few residences since we started, I've moved two and a half feet to the left. Because I have a different desk this last couple of years. <laughs> it's a corner desk, so it's in the corner, not where not against just one wall.
0: He actually, yeah, actually, he did the show. Uh, did the show in Florida? That desk never. Actually, moved.
1: no, I was doing the show in the other room. That was yeah, that's right. I was doing because the computer was in the other room for a while. Because mm. I had the computer and like the TV and my Xbox in the other room. Now it's all in your room. But in but when my grandparents came to live here, things got moved around. And I moved the computer then. So
0: I didn't move everything eventually. Okay. <laughs> I uh set up the office here and then when we got the roommate I actually moved downstairs for a while. Now I'm back up here in the office. Good. Slightly different setup. Different desk. But yeah, Nerd Table will be moving forward. Um, We were going to be having Girls Who Like starting some point soon. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to launch before the end of the year, but they are, they have been talking and making progress, and that's going to be your your filler show, right? Because they're going to because Wrestle Talk being just for patrons, you're still going to get another show on this network. It'll be about more MMA than wrestling, but they are going to talk about wrestling. They're also going to talk about horror and video games. It's going to be a cool show. Promise you guys that. And of course, you got all the other fun shows to listen to. Jeff Trellowitz gives you a new show each and every week between Real Paranormal Talk or Ranking Tracks. You got uh, Jason Shin with Jay Bunny's Music Hub. If it's not a new episode, he puts up a backlog until we're all caught up there. I think we're actually starting to get there. I think, I th- think we we're in the we, we've uploaded more than half the backlog at this point. I, I'm not 100 percent sure where we are. Uh, the Board to Death crew and the Board to Death binge cast have been releasing new episodes every week. Motivational moves with Adrian Cotton. First Monday of the month is when you get your motivation for the week. Of course, new episodes of Race Race Nerd with Matt Hardman. Uh, usually every week, sometimes he's off a week, but, you know, sometimes there's not something actively going on in the racing world, so you, you can't always have like an episode. the again.
1: next three months.
0: <laughs> right, so there'll probably be more nostalgia-based episodes on that one. Uh, Stupid Sexy Podcast, where Dan and I review every Simpsons ever, will be making a return as soon as we figure out what our new recording schedule is going to be. There might be a couple of changes being made. I'm not 100% sure yet. It honestly depends on how we work the schedule. If Nerd Table moves to a Friday night deal where we can record, then we'll release ner- new Nerd Tables on Sundays instead of Mondays. And then Dan and I will probably do our Saturday recording instead of Eric and I doing that. Dan and I will do VIP Wrestle Talk and Stupid Sexy Podcast because Nerd Table requires some time. Those are long episodes and you can really lose yourself in a conversation and make it a long freaking episode. Uh, and then once that schedule's back online, I do promise to bring back some Chris ranks the universes with the, uh, the hype of the Mandalorian happening. I've been considering going back to the first season and doing a quick little ranking of the first season of the Mandalorian. That one shouldn't be too difficult to do. It's only eight episodes. Just to just to get some more content back out there, because like I said, it has been a while. We did the Chris Ranks of the Universe Disney rankings at the beginning of the year. In fact, I think we did them before COVID really struck. So yep. <clears throat> it has been a while there. It's been a while. There's been a while. Oh, so I gotta tell I gotta tell you guys this this time of year, of course, as you know, a lot of charity stuff's going on. Um as you know we did the extra life stream for charity uh dan was hyping up desert bus for hope that's going on right now as we record this
1: has been going for like six seven hours now
0: the uh the radio station that i i listened to the the local rock station out of harrisburg 1057 the x they do a pay for play every year and they every everybody who donates money goes towards the children's miracle network Everybody who donates money gets to choose a song, and they'll play anything. Like, doesn't have to just be the the rock music that you're used to. Ozzy, as long as it or, won't
1: get them an FCC violation. Well,
0: well, right. It might have to be a radio edit or something, but like, but you hear a lot of variety. Like, just this morning, I put the station on at work, and they were playing "This Is God's Country," and I'm like, "Oh, country music." Well, but that's how it works. So last night, Dan, I get in my car. And I turn on the radio station and they're like, thank you for pay for play. Here are more of your requests. And they start playing the fucking hamster dance song. You remember that? The hamster dance?
1: The, um, the, it's like the, <laughs> the D up dee, dot dee de dodo, the, the intro to Robin Hood and Little John. Yep. Yeah. That's
0: the one. Come on, everybody, just clap your hands. It's a hamster dance. They were playing that. And then the other thing that I laughed at was I got in my car today to go to lunch. And as I turn on the engine, I'm like, is that Josh Gad? And sure enough, it was Olaf from Frozen 2 was what they were playing. And then, of course, somebody requested for whom the bell tolls. And they're just like, let's play some Metallica. And my initial reaction to that is, dude, if you're gonna do, But if you're gonna if you're gonna do a, a charity donation and they can play anything, don't play something they already play in rotation.
1: Oh, I mean you're just sick of all the other songs and you're just like, hey, play fucking
0: <clears throat> play something you don't hear that often anymore. There's a lot of songs in rotation. I never hear anybody play hurt anymore. I never hear ten years on the radio. Like they actually played an ice nine kill song today that I really liked. And I was like, this is really good stuff. Cause you hear some stuff you don't normally hear. Um, and they were playing like something off a of hybrid theory. Uh, it was somewhere I belong. And I'm like, that's not that obscure, but, but that's not a heavy, but it's rotation. also been nearly 20 years. <laughs> yeah. It's not a heavy rotation. Lincoln park song. So I do, uh, was I I do get it. Yeah. But really quickly, I want to thank everybody who donated for Extra Life. And we're going to do another Among Us stream tomorrow evening. And I'm going to put the Extra Life charity back up and see if we can get some more donations. Because the charity is connected through Facebook. And the Facebook donation thing has it all the way through, like... Actually, I think it's Inauguration Day for the president. Is If I'm not mistaken, I think it's January 20th so or january 21st it's one of those days is when it goes to so so yeah you can for the duration of the trump presidency you can actually donate and help the children i don't remember the exact date i'd have to i have to look it up real quick but uh but yeah 100 percent um what we're gonna keep doing the charity thing and i hope you guys will tune in and I know a lot of people tuned in while we were sitting in the lobby and tuned out, so I will make sure that the stream gets started when we're actually ready this time. And then uh, I'll introduce everybody, and then we'll we'll start playing right away. At most, there'll be like a minute or two of talking, because I'm going to do shout-outs and everything. But uh... So, yeah. <clears throat> All right. Dan, answer the final trivia question from last week, please. Uh, so the first person to actually win the Intercontinental <laughs> title... But hey, hey, be, the person who beat Pat Patterson.
1: Is Hungry Hungry Ken Patera. Yeah, that was the... Uh, <laughs> he threw a rock through a McDonald's and got arrested for it. Because he wanted the fucking food, dude. He wanted that food. He's hungry. He's Hungry Hungry Ken Patera. <clears throat> oh, yeah. So, yeah, he beat Pat Patterson uh, like six months after the initial thing. So, <laughs> two hundred and thirty-three days after Pat Patterson was given the belt, Terra beats him at a house show.
0: Well, all right. Here's a here's a quick trivia question for you. Who's the first person to actually win the WWF Hardcore Championship?
1: So the person that beat Foley for it the first time?
0: Yes. Do you know off Shit, the top of I your really head? No, off the top of my head. The Big Boss Man in a ladder match. And it was the same month. I believe that. Yep. Mankind was awarded the title on the November 2nd, 1998 edition of Raw. And he held it until the November 30th edition of Monday Night Raw. Where... <laughs> Big Boss Man beat him for it in a ladder match. And then, Boss Man lost it 15 days later to the Road Dog. And then... On my
1: birthday, but it was for tape a week later. <laughs> yep. <laughs> then it so, was vacated at Valentine's Day Massacre.
0: Who held and the one... hardcore title for the most amount of days? There's a good one. Like total or at one time? At one time. The longest reign for the Hardcore Championship was 97 days by the Big Boss Man.
1: Big Bomb man
0: Nobody ever held it for more than that. So ba- basically three months was the best you Which could means do. they
1: fucking forgot about it. In fact... Black Man was the longest combined days. 172 days. There you go. And in only six reigns. Whereas like Raven has 27 reigns, but only 84 days.
0: Yeah. I wonder who has, like, the best ratio. So, Raven has the most reigns, because he's, yeah, because he, uh, the 20, uh, yeah, Crash Holly only had 22 reigns, so.
1: So, I think the best ratio is probably Road Dogg, because he was one-time champion, but he was champ for 61 days, and I don't think anybody else has a good better ratio than that.
0: Yeah. Dude, I love, I freaking love stats like that. When you look at somebody's one reign.
1: That was like like during last week, during the election coverage. I was like, I want stats, not opinions. So I was just at Politico looking at numbers. It was all I was looking at the entire week. Yeah. I like numbers.
0: I love all the, all the, the zero day reigns because they lost it that same day. Yeah. Because of the 24-7. Just remember
1: right. the one time they, it, ended, <laughs> in a, it was, ended up in a brawl and they went backstage and Big Show won the title by pressing Taka or Funaki against the wall. <laughs> he just picked him up, pushed him up against the wall, and the referee counted it. <laughs> and the Big Show became hardcore champ.
0: I like when they did the one, the Chuck E. Cheese. Well, there was the one where Mosh and Thrasher
1: were chasing crashed your, like, entertainment world or whatever. It was adventure
0: world or whatever. Do you remember the name of the hoe that won the title?
1: The name of the hoe? No.
0: Al Snow's former wife, Cynthia Lynch. That was Bobcat? Yeah. She was the hoe that won the, that won the title. <laughs> uh... Yeah, it's a. It is what it is. Now they have the the twenty four, seven title, which has some good comedy moments. But, yep, we're gonna do nerd trivia.
1: Who was the only person to hold both twenty four seven and the hardcore title?
0: Our truth. Yep,
1: because he had twice as Kate quick.
0: Yes, he did. He got that was when for he was a hardcore. combined
1: less than one day <laughs> between two title reigns.
0: Uh, yeah, <laughs> all right, so let's discuss what happened in the world of wrestling this week and uh the the first thing is before we, before we went on the air, there news broke that they have released Zelina Vega from her contract
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that really sucks because she I was a big fan of hers, and I think she was making some good groundwork as a as a good heel and 10 minutes after tweeting, I support unionization, she suddenly got her release, so. And that's when they announced the release, I'm sure. I'm
1: <clears throat> I'm relatively sure that that isn't the actual timing of things that actually happened. But.
0: It's not so coincidence. But just
1: literally saw a tweet and it said the release and it said four minutes ago and underneath that was her tweeting, I support unionization and it said 14 minutes ago. Good
0: so, I mean, she probably tweeted it as a result of the fact that she was yeah. Released. I'm like,
1: I figure she got released, then she tweeted that, and then they announced. But still, but it still was not a good book.
0: Who is supporting the independent contractor stuff?
1: Alexa gone full re
0: Yeah, you want to walk me through that one?
1: She's been taking the Seth Rollins pills. Oh, God. That make her just defend the company no matter what janky and stupid stuff they do? She's like, they take care of us 100%. Like, they might take care of you
0: 100%. I think it depends on the position you're in, right? Well, yeah. I mean, you gotta be
1: like... Uh, gotta imagine that if uh, Vince McMahon wants to fuck you,
0: things are probably really good for you. Yeah. Seth Rollins is like, Vince wants to fuck me? (laughs) Yes! Yes. Uh. Could be her, Seth. Well, the man already (laughs) fucked him. So much that the man is pregnant.
1: Oh, dude, Sarah Rowe posted a baby bump pic. She's only like 26 weeks, but she looks like she's
0: ready to go. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, I was actually curious... Um, Have we heard any updates on Becky's status?
1: I actually, I think I remember seeing something a couple of weeks ago.
0: Well, the reason I'm at, the reason I'm mostly curious is because I feel like it's been just about that time since she announced it, right? Because she uh, announced it been
1: like four or five. Remember, okay, so we are at the point now in lockdown where if you got pregnant in the first couple weeks, you could have had the baby by now. Yeah. We are nine weeks and, like, ten days in (laughs) to this. Nine months and, like, a few days in, depending on when you started. I count March 10th. I count Mario Day as when I, even though I hadn't left the house for two weeks at that point, that's the day I count. So we are, you could have gotten pregnant in the first week and had the baby by now. That's how long this has been,
0: Chris. She announced that she was pregnant on the May eleventh, twenty twenty edition of Raw. Okay.
1: But So depending thought, upon how pregnant
0: she was, she's got another
1: one or two months
0: then. Well, it's in December. Maybe it'll be December fifteenth. Wouldn't that Maybe be what a... kind of weird name they're gonna name that kid? But Dan- the Daniel. Yep. now that would be fucking hysterical yeah i was wondering what the time frame on that was and i just looked it up and it said december so because i don't think she's posted any her instagram hasn't posted jack shit and i don't know uh oh so uh steve steven knew the lawyer that's part of Corny's podcast, responded to Zelina Vega on Twitter when she wrote, I support unionization. He replied and said, sue them and be the lead plaintiff in the mid-classification case against WWE. This is going to be a very interesting couple of months coming up because five minutes ago, Andrew Yang tweeted, I haven't forgotten about Vince McMahon. (laughs) Dude, I'm telling you, I kind of feel like there's a lot of doubling down going on right now from the company. Like they might realize that people are soon gonna be in a position to fuck with them. So maybe that's why uh maybe that's why some of this shit keeps happening. I'm not saying there's a direct connection, but like you almost wonder if they're just like, we're just going to double down and do what we can because we kind of know something's going to come at us soon.
1: It's coming soon, so let's get it while we can.
0: I mean, basically. Well, I was said
1: there was the tweet like five, four or five months ago, Andrew Yang believes so he's going to be in, and if not, he's going to be in that person's ear. So.
0: I just I just thought of a, a segment we can do for our grand finale show. Vince McMahon tweets. We haven't done those in a while. Actual Vince McMahon or Vince Googling? Actual Vince McMahon doesn't tweet anything good. No, he tweets very
1: long, loving birthday messages to to Triple H H, and then just says happy birthday to Shane. (laughs) I love that! (laughs) Oh, I love it! Thank you! Happy birthday to my loving... affectionate
0: and wonderful son-in-law the whole point of me coming to to twitter was to see if becky lynch has tweeted any photos recently and i'm getting inundated with all this other stuff like uh somebody got aggressive about alexa bliss doing virtual meet and greets like who the hell would want to do that she goes so what you're saying is if i called you on zoom wouldn't you answer like, if Alexa Bliss called me on Zoom, I would be friggin', like... I'd be like, holy shit, I don't have Zoom. I don't even have a cam. What the fuck? Oh, she called me on Zoom. Oh, uh, no, the last the last uh, tweets from Becky Lynch was she's writing her autobiography.
1: That's a way to spend
0: time. Why not, right? You're out being priggers. Toast and Me, a study in seven volumes by Rebecca Quinn.
1: we also had a birthday recently it was peyton royce's birthday she's
0: 28 she's a kid jesus compared to us she's a kid what were you doing at 28 uh this podcast (laughs) actually uh this wait how long what 2013 so no not this podcast Yeah cuz I we started doing the podcast the year I got married and I was 28 that year so cuz I turned 29 I turned 29 that year and then the next year was the move to Lancaster and I I remember we moved a few months before my 30th birthday so yeah I, I was our, t- I was already 30 so I'm just started. Well Let's let's take the, the number 30, divide it in half, and go back 15 years ago to the passing of Eddie Guerrero, which happened on November 13th in 2005, and of course, a lot of memories coming up of Eddie. Do you remember how you found out about the news? Uh, when I woke up the next day, the um, press conference <laughs> was
1: on Twitter and everything.
0: Oh, so you saw it through the uh, press conference. I saw it on MySpace. I went on MySpace, and do you remember how they used to have the, uh... It was, like, that little message board. It would show you, like, the last five messages. And two of them said, R.I.P. Eddie Guerrero. And I'm like, what? Like, what do you mean, R.I.P. Eddie Guerrero? And I went to www.com, and they had a graphic up that he had passed away. And I was like, oh... What the fuck? Like, immediately, like... Like you start scouring for news, and we didn't have Twitter back then, so it's not like you can go on Twitter and get a bunch of reactions from people. Wasn't even on. I wasn't even on Facebook yet.
1: No, that was still MySpace time. I wasn't on Facebook until summer '07.
0: It was so. It was so crazy. Like to even think about it.
1: Yeah, I'm sure I saw it somewhere. Like as a thing, and I went to the thing and watched the. Press conference. Cause they were in Minneapolis, St. Paul, doing a super show, double taping, and it was Eddie was gonna beat Batista for the world title at the SmackDown show. And his heart exploded because he loved the booger sugar in the past.
0: Just one of those really sad stories. He was like he... three, four years sober
1: at the time, <laughs> but I know. that shit
0: catches up to you. I know, that's why it's so want
1: And eventually, one night, while you're brushing your teeth in a hotel room in Minneapolis, your oh, heart explodes. Jesus
0: Christ.
1: <laughs> you just went all for it, huh? So, well, I'm just one day I'm going to wake up in the morning and not be able to catch my breath, and I'll have a heart attack and die. It's just the way it's going to be. I've been a fat ass almost my entire life, and it's going to kill me eventually.
0: Good God.
1: Chris... How are you most likely to die?
0: <coughs> I've thought about this, actually. Crushed under a pallet at work? No. No. The thing is, if I actually stay healthy, I might live a good long life because there's a lot of longativity, longitivity, however you say it, in my family. You know, my grandmother's 93, and she doesn't she doesn't give a fuck. My father has been like he for like the last 20 years has been like a top contender for a heart attack and he just keeps on trucking. So Yeah, you know what? Age-wise I'm probably good for a while. What's probably going to kill me is I'm going to I'm going to mouth off to the wrong person or something. Ah, uh, so the wife. Okay. She might She might do it. Now, I've... People have always said, because, like, I used to have... I've gotten a lot better at it, but I used to have really bad temper issues. This was something I got over a lot when I moved out of Florida. Like, I lost 95% of my road rage just by not living in Florida and driving in Florida And we're living in that area of Florida, particularly. Specifically, yeah. And I was just like... And I was always being told that, like, one day you're going to piss off the wrong person. And I'm like, you know what? I'm actually surprised it hasn't happened.
1: (sighs) You're just dealing with a world's worth of the worst drivers living in that area.
0: Well, the problem is it's a melting pot of everybody. It's not really Floridians that are the problem. It's it's clueless tourists. Well, apparently
1: Floridians are a problem no matter
0: where you are in Florida driving wise, from what I hear.
1: But you're in the...
0: But you know what makes it worse? (laughs) What what makes the Floridians even worse is the fact that they have to deal with the Taurus, so they become super aggressive and have no patience at all. I know, because I was one of them. And you're just like, oh my god, I need to get to my exit, and this fucking person doesn't know where they're going, so now I have to speed up, cut them off, and be the asshole. Because there's another idiot behind them, and I can't get in between them. They don't them, realize so... that Disney's five exits away, and I have to get fucking home. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Dude, I remember one day I was dealing with so many stupid drivers, I actually missed my exit. Like, granted, that I had multiple exits I could have taken to get home, but I actually missed the first one, like the fastest one, and that made me madder. And that was one of those ones where I just slammed on the gas pedal and just went for it and I'm like I don't even care if I fucking get pulled over at this point. You get to that you just get to that aggressive state where you're just like I'm done. I'm done dealing with this. I'm done dealing with all of you. I want to go home. Goddamn sons
1: of bitches.
0: <laughs> so yeah. Hey, y'all going to die? That's what I want to know. Or are you
1: most likely going to die?
0: <clears throat> By the way, I know we're we're wrapping up this podcast but I've thought about this a lot since day one. And I really think this entire podcast run should have been dedicated to the memory of Nick Ashley. I think he not only would have been a gigantic fan of the show, but he would have been on, like, probably 15 or 20 times by this point. Unless he really sucked as a guest, in which case then he wouldn't have been, but... But I've always said uh, this podcast... Was dedicated to his memory, and the one cool thing about Nick is he actually got to see me perform at a show. So, by the way, so I was
1: just getting to actually know him, know him right,
0: like right before he died. So I know it was really, really crappy. Uh, that because I had
1: like known of him, we would hung out like you know Xbox Live parties for like maybe a year or two at that point, but I was like just getting to actually know him. In like the months leading up,
0: I know he had started a blog that I was actually really enjoying reading, and I was trying to encourage him to keep writing. Like he was getting some creative ventures out there, and I think he would have, uh, I think he would have thrived in this type of a creative community. And if he was still around today, I pr- he probably would have his own show on this network. Like he'd probably have like a sports-based podcast. You guys would probably be doing it together, actually. If I think about it. <clears throat> he was a big advocate for making Super Bowl Sunday a national holiday.
1: Yes, I remember.
0: And the thing was, like, he made some really excellent points about it too. So yeah, I, I genuinely think he uh, he was onto something with that. And I'm not even like a huge football guy either. And I was just like, I'm I'm down with that.
1: <laughs> Almost everything stops for it anyway. Like only food service exists.
0: <laughs> that Basically, <day>. yeah. <laughs> but I think he was also saying like the Monday after.
1: Well, that's the thing. Like I see so many people take off New Year's Eve and not New Year's Day, and it's like that's a mistake.
0: No, no, no. You work New Year's Eve, then you go out and party, and then you yeah. sleep the next day.
1: Because you work New Year's New Year's Eve until you get off at work. You know, at five, six, seven. You still have all night to party. And then the next day you get to sleep it off whether or not you got drunk or just were up late. Or both. You get to have a relaxing next day and then get back to work the second. You don't take the 31st off. That's fucking
0: stupid. <laughs> yeah, I never understood that. But... But it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, so... When I when I do publish my first book, um, I've already written like a dedication to not like a like a, a paragraph or something, but I said I dedicated it to Nick and to my other friend, Adam Monroe, who also got to see me perform before he passed away. He wasn't he wasn't like a huge wrestling guy, but he was a he was part of like the high school clique. You know, you have like I had like the high school clique of friends or like six or seven of us and we did everything together. And we would go bowling all the time and That was another sad story where he uh drugs kind of ruined his life a little bit and then he he had done a bit of time as a result of possession and he had really cleaned up his life and was doing pretty good and you know then it it, they uh ruined his heart too so i know people are gonna be like there's a lot of death on this episode this show is dying so (laughs) it's part of the systematic theming all right All right, I got, I got a good one for you, because uh, we don't have that much more wrestling to talk about anyway. What is one of the funniest death scenes you've ever seen in a movie? Funniest? Yeah. Like, Shit, dude. Like one that really made you laugh, because I got one, and it still makes me laugh. I'm sure I've seen some kind of a
1: comedy movie where well, somebody dies it's... in some stupid way, and then they still play a Wilhelm.
0: Oh, the, uh, the how, about, how about the steamroller guy in Austin Powers? Yeah. No, No, the one that's probably not supposed to be funny but still makes me laugh is Jack Porkins in A New Hope. Where the fat guy just blows up because he can't pilot his spaceship. And then they make fun of it in the Family Guy episode. Where it's just a fat guy just crashing into the Death Star. I'm having a little trouble here. I mean, yeah, like, it was like an unintentionally funny thing. Talk about, like, a sad death scene, then. There's plenty of those. They'll get the tears rolling, but I was trying to think of a, I was trying to, I was trying to think of a lighter, light the mood, funniest death
1: scene. um, Well, Chubbs and Happy Gilmore, of course. (laughs) missed <laughs> so he the head of the alligator
0: and just falls off the window <laughs> I mean yeah that is pretty damn funny Uh, yeah I, I keep thinking back to some of the uh, I don't know I think the uh, <coughs> the death the actual death of Blofeld in the James Bond series where he basically like launches into a rocket in the wheelchair and he just crashes into a silo and blows up. Oh yeah,
1: that's in the fucking intro of the movie.
0: Yeah, it's the intro. And they're just like, screw it, why don't we just wrap this storyline and move on to a new
1: one? Oh, dude, the guy in Robocop that like becomes like jello and like gets gets ran over by a car. That's fucking hilarious shit. <laughs> he starts like melting and he goes out into like the street and he gets ran over. <laughs>
0: i mean yeah obviously there's like funny death scenes and like horror comedies and everything but i was trying to think of like unintentionally funny shit that just
1: or yeah jason takes manhattan when he punches
0: the boxer's head off the roof that's fucking hysterical his head just comes right off scary movies got a bunch of them scary movie series I mean, yeah, you could get into a whole thing with horror comedies. Just a uh, Ash's severed hand, where he just shoots it after it flips him off, and then everything starts laughing. And we could we can get into a whole thing on that. That's gonna be. A, I, we'll have to save that for a nerd table discussion and actually do some research on it because that was off the top of my head, and I've makes it a little harder. Um, so let's quickly talk about how freaking Nia Jack strikes again. She hurt Mandy. Yeah, Chuck's Mandy over the top rope. It hurts her. Dumb bitch. She <laughs> lands on
1: her arm. <clears throat>
0: um. So what is this announcement in AEW, the AEW Games?
1: Yeah, so they, they've talked about, like, yeah, we're going to make a game. We're going to make a game. But they officially made an announcement this week. And oh, the, YouTube video. the games.
0: The video game. When you said, when it, I saw AEW Games, I'm like, are they doing, like, another promotion thing? Or, yeah. Uh, the AEW video game, the uh, they have like a beta tech demo. It's Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, and Hikaru Shida. Yeah. And graphics look pretty good.
1: I'm going to get a little bit more realistic probably by the time it comes out. But I still expect it to be somewhat cartoony.
0: They're doing a mobile game. They're also doing a casino game.
1: Yeah. That'll be pretty it's, cool. gonna be, it's made by Ux and <clears throat> they hired one of the guys that were the head creator in No Mercy. So they're going for that aesthetic.
0: Well, yeah, because good, that's like
1: the most fun wrestling game, in both to watch a match between two computers and to play. So I find most wrestling games are good at one or the other and not necessarily good at
0: both. That's the thing. Like, think, you know, I've Mercy always, was
1: good at both. So,
0: like, I've always wanted to see uh, No Mercy, or WrestleMania 2000, or WCW NWO Revenge. You know, all those games from the N64 that were, they were easy to pick up and play. And
1: Virtual Pro Wrestling.
0: Virtual Pro Wrestling. The predecessor. Like, they were so easy to pick up and play. They were fun. It's like, if you could get the graphics capabilities and, like, the storage capabilities and create a wrestler of today and just get that fun style back, you'd have a hell of a game. And that's what we need. And. I can count on AEW to bring that back because a lot of those guys are big gamers. Cody, Omega, the Bucks. Like, the guys in charge are gamers. So, they're going to put a lot of attention to detail and making sure the game is fun and not necessarily, like, a full sim on how, on working wrestling mat moves and shit. <clears throat> Plus, I like the idea of the intergender stuff, which I think all the games should have.
1: They used to, and then they just suddenly took it out one year.
0: Because yeah, God forbid, yeah, around the time the PG shit happened, right? Good question, Shelton. God forbid, guys and girls beat each other up. Because I used to do, I used to do six person tags all the time with like with the guys and girls. And then when they added that feature back into the game, it was like, oh, guess what? Mixed tag is back. I'm like, you're only doing that because you did mixed match challenge. Literally the only reason. And it was stupid. I was, I was always
1: like, let's do that. And then you realize the match is going to last three minutes and then they're going to get just one of the guys is going to get disqualified for accidentally hitting the woman in a corner.
0: Yep. <clears throat> it was, always happened, happened all the time. Uh, but AEW had a big return. Pac is back. He's Yep, a bat- after being stuck because
1: of COVID. He's, a he's back and he's
0: pissed. He's a bastard.
1: Remember so the I bath guess, turd? Yes, the bath turd. I say your name is
0: Finwe. And you're a bath turd. And you're a bath turd. And it looks like the rascals are leaving Impact.
1: Yeah. Some people are saying they're going di- directly <laughs> to the SmackDown Hotel. I mean, NXT. Um, they can pretty much go wherever they want.
0: Basically, yeah. So. We'll see. All right, what's going on over across the pond, the other pond, the Pacific pond?
1: The bigger one?
0: The big pond. Well, best uh, the Super Juniors and
1: Tag Leaguers starting Sunday. And <laughs> the cold there pond,
0: are... I should have said. Because have you ever been in the Pacific Ocean? It's fucking cold, even in San Diego yeah, in the middle of it's summer. it is cold and it makes no sense. It,
1: I know, I hate it. It's probably because it's so big that the parts that are cold way up north
0: just keep yeah, it cold The Atlantic off. Ocean is way warmer. I, I, I stepped foot in the Pacific Ocean. And I was like, this is freezing. I'm not swimming here. Yeah, I never went further than like ankle deep.
1: <laughs> but I have been there. Also, there's not many beaches outside of like Southern California. No. It's, not, just, no. it's just a fucking cliff. Rocks and cliffs, yeah. <laughs> it's just a cliff and then an ocean in most of the rest of the Pacific coast.
0: So yeah, tell oh. us what's going on over in the land of the rising sun.
1: So, so Best of Super Juniors and Tag League are starting on Sunday. And it's going until like the 11th of December. And there's some nights where both tournaments are happening. Some nights where only Super Juniors is happening. Some nights where only Tag League is happening. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> so we got like a month of that happening. And then right after that is J-Cup, which has more of your American guys.
0: They're going to be able to get over there. So.
1: Yeah, like, Leo Rush and other people were in there, ACH. uh, It's going to be interesting, because El Phantasma won last year. But, uh.
0: Well, you can still travel, right? You just have to, like, there's, like, a couple of restrictions for when you get there and when you get back.
1: Because, like, like Robbie Eagles is the only guy coming up for Best of Super Juniors, really. Uh, So it's usually, it's just
0: American guys, really, in the J-Cup later. Uh, Real quick, what did you think of the the wrestlers doing their tributes to Undertaker in the pictures?
1: I thought (laughs) most of them were bad.
0: (laughs) Like, Jeff, I'm looking at them right now. Jeff Hardy looks like an emo kid. Alexa, At least I know
1: Jeff Hardy's trying to do Undertaker, you know.
0: Yeah, Alexa just looks goth. Sasha looks goth. Yeah, Bianca Alexa, I just looks thought was a, a
1: current picture of her doing her
0: uh Abigail or whatever the fuck, you know. Nakamura just put on a shirt and gloves.
1: Most of uh, the ones that are doing badass Undertaker just look stupid because you just. Oh yeah, I, I just got to
0: live. It's it's more or less her.
1: I don't really like even think about like when I think about the Undertaker's look, I don't think about Ruby Riot
0: is. doesn't even look like she's attempting to do Undertaker. Like she she literally doesn't look like she's trying.
1: And uh, I'm sure they had them make it up and AJ stuff. Styles no. looks
0: like Chavo Guerrero. <laughs> Oh my god. These are these are amazing. Zelina just looks like looks like an She's anime gonna character. She's going to get fired in a week. Yeah. She looks like an anime <laughs> character. And then Sasha Sasha's just throwing a punch. Bianca's got her arms folded. All right. Yeah. Jeff Hardy Jeff Hardy wins this one. Sorry everyone else. It looks weird, but at least it looks like he's trying to be the inner digger. Yeah. Nobody else looks like they're doing anything even remotely taker-ish. They just look like they're either...
1: Wearing a bandana. (laughs) Wearing a bandana,
0: posing sexy, or they... Dude, AJ looks like fucking Chavo. Go look up these pictures, guys. You have to see it. AJ Styles looks just like fucking Chavo Guerrero. He looks exactly like him. Yeah, Jeff Hardy wins! Ever thought I would... Uh, of all the people involved in this, and I'm picking Jeff Hardy, so there you go. Uh, like next...
1: Sasha's only wearing MMA gloves.
0: Bianca Belair is just wearing more black than normal. Uh, Alexa's just wearing black. Ruby Riot's the worst one, above and beyond the worst one. She doesn't even. It's like she's just wearing black pants with her regular clothes. <clears throat> not even, tr- not even fucking trying. Not even trying. All right. Our last piece of news this week. And because the episode aired as we're recording this, there will be, we'll provide zero spoilers for the episode. But it's pretty much the news is out now. So if you're you're probably following it and if you've been on Twitter or Facebook or anything, you've already seen it. We, we had already talked about how Sasha Banks was going to appear on The Mandalorian, and they just did Chapter 11, Season 2, Episode 3, and she did appear on this episode. I'm not going to say what her role was. It was somewhat of the direction I was expecting, just don't get your hopes up that she's playing a character from The Clone Wars, because she's not.
1: Matter of fact, I think she only has one line. And then she makes sex noises. <laughs> At the same
0: time as Pedro Pascal is also making sex noises. Oh my! And she is credited under her real name, Mercedes Renato. Yes. Which to me <laughs> that means Vince McMahon ain't didn't make no money from that. Or she just wanted to be herself.
1: Because because like when Xavier Woods does stuff, like he does the penny arcade. Uh, RPG games at Penny Arcade Expos. Yeah, He's introduced as WWE Superstar Xavier Woods. And he will spend the whole rest of the con being Austin Creed, but for those two and a half hours, he is WWE Superstar Xavier Woods. There you go.
0: Uh, (laughs) Sasha is credited to two more episodes of The Mandalorian. Whether or not she's going to appear in them yeah, you were right. She has like one actual line that you hear, and I know she speaks a few more times, but it's usually like like throwaway lines. Like there's like some chaos going on, and she's just throwing it dialogue out there. You know what I mean? She doesn't really get active screen time, but that there's a good reason for that because the the uh, character she is with is a very famous character. If you've seen the Clone Wars. And that you knew was going to be popping up in this season. I still won't say specifically who it was, but a very welcome cameo. And a very good episode overall of The Mandalorian. It had some good action, some good comedy. It was a
1: short episode, too. It was 35 minutes.
0: Yeah, and it advanced the main storyline with some twists and turns, too. Especially with uh, some imperialness going on. Um, we won't, we'll discuss it in further detail on the nerd table when, uh, when Dan joins the show. Cause what we're doing on the nerd table, Dan, not sure if you've been keeping up, but we are reviewing the show a week behind, so we don't spoil anything for anybody who hasn't seen so it. So when I join next week, we'll be talking about the episode for today. Correct. Okay. There you go. Correct. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, that wraps up just about all of the, uh, the news this week. So here's what's going on. Uh, the patron show will continue on. VIP Wrestle Talk. We'll continue to do it each and every week. I will probably start doing Nerd Table hype up for it. if we, Depending on how we record. Uh, I mean, I could still hype it because it's going to air. Even if it airs after Wrestle Talk, I can still hype it. But I want to give special patron shout outs to Glenn, Jeff, Jay, Adrian, and Randy. For keeping the patron going and keeping us afloat. And to our newest patron, Matt Hardman of Race Nerd Podcast. Welcome aboard, sir. You'll be getting your shout-outs moving over to the nerd table soon. This week on the VIP show, we go back to November to remember 1995. The third annual November to remember, but the first one you can actually watch on the network.
1: Yeah, it's in the pay-per-view section, even though it wasn't a pay-per-view.
0: It was a home video release, and it's got all the edits and everything. And at points, it doesn't even look like it's happening on the same night. But it, it does happen on the same night.
1: If you miss this year's November to remember, it will be a regret you'll never forget.
0: Uh, and it's fucking funny at times. Especially some of the Joey Styles stuff, which we will talk we will discuss and of course, stay tuned for your rap video watch-alongs with Adrian Cotton, and then the bonus video watch-alongs with Dan and myself. Alright. Well, <clears throat> it's time for Dan's final regular game of Points or Consequences. And then the uh, the big bonus one will be for the regular show. For the uh, the the final the final dealio here. So Dan just asked to keep it simple. What's your, uh, what's uh, everybody thankful for this year? Because mm-hmm. Thanksgiving's right around the corner, so you know what's, what are these people thankful for? What are you thankful for, Dan? Thankful that ass. Oh, fantastic. It'd be great if that was an entry. All right. Here you go. Alexa Bliss is thankful to be a card-carrying member of the Firefly Funhouse and a gimmick that is right up her alley again.
1: And she's also thankful that she's a freaking...
0: Stooge! Freaking Stooge! She's so good in the role, though. Like, she's crazy good at it.
1: But an IRL is huge.
0: Yeah.
1: sad. I had higher hopes. But you get points.
0: All right. Points. It's also <laughs> gotten hurt again. Yeah. <laughs> Sasha Banks is thankful to f- have finally successfully defended a fucking singles title on the main roster.
1: Yeah. And on television. She's doing the
0: opposite. She won it at the pay-per-view. Yeah, I know. By the way, have you heard that house shows might be done? Like, done-done? Like, they're, they might actually just say, right. fuck house shows and give their wrestlers an easier schedule.
1: Yeah, that was the thing, because... Dude, even, like, uh... AEW is allowing a certain number of fans, and... They're having a hard time because they're asking the same 200 people to pay to come every fucking Wednesday. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, so we're kind of stuck because we can't leave the place, but we want people there, but it's hard to have people come every fucking week in the middle of the week. The same people. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Yeah, points.
0: Ron Strowman is thankful for the new Monster Among menswear collection at Kohl's.
1: <laughs> That's pretty good. I say give that
0: an earmark for now. Earmark it is? It might lose it, but... <clears throat> we shall see. Stephanie McMahon is glad that since somebody is in a different wrestling company, she will never be called a filthy, dirty, disgusting, brutal, skanky, Bottom feeding trash bag hoe again.
1: It's so all the same thing. She was, uh, was thankful for last year. She's
0: always, sure. she's always thankful for that.
1: I you your points. All
0: right. Roman Reigns is thankful that his cousin Jacob Fatu doesn't wrestle for WWE. Then we'd see who the real head of the table is. Yeah, dude. Have you seen Jacob Fatu? He's fucking yeah. Great. MLW, he is he's about great. to do another
1: GCW show. Actually, him and another Fatu are about to go to a GCW show. Have
0: you seen Alexander Hammerstone? Yeah, that guy is phenomenal too. I really like watching him.
1: I've seen like five, seven MLW shows. The new MLW. So yeah, so
0: that's how I knew MJF was
1: like two weeks before AEW. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: can't claim that I've known him for years before. I know but I can he claim was known for a week or two before. Well, that was the thing. I knew he was. A, I knew he was a relatively unknown prospect, and the only real exposure he'd had was MLW, which, while it has an audience, isn't like a mainstream thing. And I remember hearing specifically that he was an MLW recruit, and I had heard from a lot of sources. I'm like, this kid's great. He's a future star. And I remember the first time I saw him. He reminded me a lot of The Miz, but with actual talent. Because he carries himself like this arrogant prick, but unlike The Miz, I feel like he could back it up. It didn't take, didn't take him 10 years to yeah. finally
1: get exactly. it. But yeah, <laughs> like I, I really
0: yeah. like Jacob Fatu a lot. Yeah, I, Jacob
1: Fatu, he's good. I'm surprised no one's him up yet.
0: Because MLW's got him under like a six-year contract. <laughs> They're holding on to him because they know He's I'm surprised in-
1: that like New Japan or whatever, and everybody hasn't like
0: yeah. Like strong armed a deal, like we'll buy out your contract or something. Well, we'll see what happens when that contract comes due. Cause yeah. So yeah, head of the table.
1: Well, you know, he is uh he's the chief or whatever the fuck he says. He's the war chief, or
0: whatever. the war chief, yeah.
1: The war chief. I put the food on the table. You want a title shot? I'll give you a title shot.
0: That would be a good match: Roman Reigns and Jacob Fatu. It would be. Especially you get it's the family it. involved. Because versus Fatu. Did you see any any of the Roman Reigns Jey Uso matches? Because they were fucking phenomenal.
1: I didn't see any of them, but I heard they, they, were, they were some
0: were. of the best WWE matches this year. Absolutely, like like outside of NXT, like main yeah, roster. Yeah, I heard so. like their
1: Hell in a Cell match was like the best match at Hell in a Cell.
0: Uh, I didn't see that one, but I saw the singles match or the i qu- not the iquip match. Yeah, the singles match it was fucking great. All right, so what's your vote on this one? That's points. All right, we have reached the or the team like their brothers did. Yeah, you mean the brothers, the tag team, the brothers? Their br- no, their brother is like isn't
1: Jacob Fatu's brother would have been Matt would have been Mumaga uh, and. Roman Reigns' brother was Rosie. They were attacking. Three Minute warning, or the Island Boys or other stuff. Hmm. R.I.P. ECMO and Chemo.
0: R.I.P. Rosie and Jamal.
1: Yeah, both of them. Shit,
0: dude. And now Rosie's gone, too, now. Uh, Yeah, so we are now at the chess. uh, We only got 10 entries. Yeah. It is what it is. Tetsuya Naito is thankful that his year has been Tranquilo. His year has not been Tranquilo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel sorry for that guy, dude. I know. This is going to be his year. It was going to be all kinds of great stuff. And then they missed like six months. And then they had to fast track a, a storyline because they were probably going to wait until... August to do the storyline but when they came back it was already August so <laughs> it was time to do the storyline I could hear Glenn just being like it was going to be my year damn it but it's going to be cool because Jay White won the briefcase uh, from Kota Ibushi but was like fuck that I will, I'm will. i going to face Ibushi night one of Wrestle Kingdom and then I'll, and then the winner of that will, will face Jay White on night two so I'm thinking Naito is going to fucking win both nights again.
0: <laughs> so points? Yeah. Our truth is thankful for the 103 WCCW Hardcore FTW Light Heavyweight Intercontinental television title reigns. My bad, wrong title.
1: Yeah, it is the wrong one. The, the ICW, ICWA, Texarkana television title. <laughs> this is an actual title, but none of those companies existed. It was like a a random title for people to just defend on random uh, indie shows. Yeah. And that was like <laughs> when I got introduced to Larry Sweeney and Eddie Kingston, like, you know, 15 years ago. Oh, man. All right. That's man. I'm so happy. Eddie Kingston main event, the pay per view like, last week,
0: dude. Eddie Kingston's so good. That guy wrestling kind of 50 people. (coughs) Dude, Eddie Kingston's great. He's really good. And he can talk anyone into anything. He is a... He's also... Yeah, he can work that microphone. He's phenomenal. Do you remember... You weren't really watching the weekly TVs at the time, and I kind of wasn't either, but they did the... uh, before the Royal Rumble, they had R-Truth come out and cut a promo on Brock Lesnar and beforehand they had challenged him to make Brock laugh and he succeeded. Yes, I remember us talking about that when they eventually, I think it was like only a
1: month or two ago where they eventually
0: let it out. That, like let it out, that, yeah. Because Paul that Heyman Paul Heyman said it in an interview. Yeah. He's like, we challenged him to make Brock Lesnar laugh and he went. He was like, I got this. <laughs> it's
1: just Because so he was like, Paul, I don't know why, you, why I'm doing this. And they're like, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, Ron. Well, we just want to see if you'll make Brock laugh, and I know you
0: can. And Vince wanted it too. That was a thing. Like, I want to see him laugh. Like, so and like when... all the all the
1: decision makers backstage were voting on, were like, you know, betting on whether or not Brock would crack up in the segment or not, and that is the reason why there was a segment on television was to see. So a bunch of guys that are backstage can make money on whether or not Brock Lesnar will laugh.
0: Do you remember the uh the angle they did with uh, Jericho and Christian and the Dudley Boys where they uh they the Dudley stole their clothes and Jericho and Christian came out on stage in towels and then as they were confronting Bubba and Devon Spike snuck up and ripped their towels off and they were quote unquote naked. That whole thing started because Vince had challenged them to make him laugh. So they came up with the angle where they would get their clothes. It was originally supposed to be Booker and Goldust, but that was right after that infamous India trip where half the roster got sick and William Regal almost died. And they said right when they were about to plan the angle, they saw Booker being rushed out on a stretcher for severe dehydration. They're like, well, shit. So they went with the Dudleys instead. But that was the whole thing. Vince was like, you got to make me laugh tonight. And that's what they went with. That's, and then the ass cream thing they just threw in there because they're like, this is going to be funny. The one thing they wouldn't do those, uh, well, Jericho vetoed Vince's request to actually have them naked. He's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. But apparently Christian was totally cool with that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so C- Christian had I no mean, there's with been it. television segments just so
1: Vince could make Jerry vomit. Yes. Because he knew, he knew what was going to happen would make him vomit. So he had that be a segment on television.
0: When Chris Nowinski brought his tumor backstage, they made sure to bring it to Jerry Briscoe, and he actually ran away from it. They have a photo of it, too, where he's literally leaping over the desk, and you just see everybody in the background. Because as soon as Shane saw the tumor, he's like, give me that. I got to go show Briscoe, like, right away. Apparently the stories cornette says tells on his podcast uh Bobby Eaton had a really weak stomach too and they would get Bobby to puke all the time. And they that became a running thing too like That's the mature wrestling business folks. And then, like
1: Undertaker's like afraid of zucchini or some shit. Zucchini or cucumbers or whatever they freak him out for whatever reason.
0: I never heard that one but that's pretty and funny. So like
1: Paul Bearer would always like put him in weird places. When they were together on the road,
0: you know what uh, what May Young did to Eric Bischoff, right? She actually put like a sardine or something in her panties when yeah, she did, did that, the yeah. so it would smell really bad. when she got her crotch in his face. I read a
1: thing about when the Dudley Boys were getting over by powerbombing women, and they were gonna do May, and they did it the first time, and May's like, "You you took care of me too much. You need to slam me, motherfucker." <laughs> and he's like, "Okay," and then he does it again. And she's like, you didn't, you took too much care of me again. And then she farted on her after she yelled at him. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like yelling at me after the spot. And then she farted on me.
0: Well, I heard she like, I heard that like somebody tried to be ginger with her in like a later segment. And she goes, you better man up and slap me for real. And she actually slapped. I don't remember who the wrestler was, but she slapped them across the face. They're like, holy shit, that hurt. <laughs> I don't remember who it was, but she really like, and this, you know, this is like 80-year-old Mae Young doing this shit. Oh, my. Yeah, she she was one of the toughest people that ever lived in the wrestling business. I wouldn't have fucked with her. Anyway, was that, was that points for the R-Truth entry that we got way off the rails?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. My bad. <laughs> Baron Corbin is thankful for tank tops to cover his sad belly. Yes, he is. Something he didn't realize existed. Until <laughs> we realized now. it. Do you remember the episode we first discovered that Ellis was a guest and we got him into a snorting fit? Because he looked well, up the I'll, picture. I, I, cause I just offhanded said it. Because it was a thing I'd, I had heard
1: and, and said elsewhere. But you guys hadn't heard me say it before. And you're like, what the fuck? Sad belly. I was like, no, just look at him. And then we did. Get a picture of him. Look at him. And then you hear, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> Like, immediately, Ellis just went into full Ellis mode. Because his belly button just, it, like, it swallows itself up and looks know, like a mouth.
0: fucking weird. guy's so weird. Baron Corbin sucks. Baron
1: Corbin sucks balls and suck my balls.
0: Suck them balls in the motel halls, so that gets points. Points, yeah. All right. So when it, real quick in high school we there because my high school for some reason had like my my hometown for some reason had like twenty four bands, and they would do like they would always do battle of the bands, and they would have like a this huge fucking lineup of all these local kids all from the same town who were all in bands, and I don't I think the band was called Three Arms and a Leg. And I st- I found this what in an old folder that I cleaned out from an old hard drive that I had backed up on here. It was a song called Jizz in Your Face that they had done. And I actually downloaded it on Napster. And I still have the original file. And that's one of the lines that he's saying. Because the whole, the whole chorus is, Jizz in your face, jizz in your face, suck on my dick and I jizz in your face. And then they're ripping on one of the kids in our high school. And he goes, he's going to suck them balls in the motel halls. It's just like this random throwaway line. I actually sent it to Ellis of all people. And he's like, this actually isn't bad. <laughs> the only thing that actually kind of sucks about it is they used a drum machine because they didn't have a drummer at the time. And it's very obvious that's a machine. But
1: Yeah, all my right. school had like a couple of bands a couple of times. We had like five or six bands, but of course there was only one good musician out of all the bands.
0: Yeah, you know? usually. So uh, they got to go to
1: Syracuse and being a real and being a semi-real band.
0: <laughs> Dude, I remember when we did the Cash for Katrina concert back in '05. Um, we raised money for the victims of Hurricane Katrina at my college, and we had a Battle of the Bands go on there. My buddy Andy, who, if you guys listen to the Nerd Table, he was on a couple of weeks ago and uh, he was a drummer for his band quarter inch fuse they were like the headliner because he put the act together and one of the like the second band that went on they're playing this really cool guitar riff they sound really good and then the singer gets up on stage and goes "Ah, ah."
1: Uh, uh, uh.
0: and that was like the lyrics of the song and i'm like this is atrocious the instrumentals were good but the singer was just it was just an excuse to be screamo and andy walks up to me you know holds up a faux microphone and goes we
1: suck
0: I always just remembered that for some reason. Uh, yeah, don't. Disagree. We are crashing the boys. But I guess that's the excuse, right? Is we have a lead singer, but he can't sing. So he, this is how we make up for it. But our music is good.
1: You couldn't get a better singer.
0: Oh, he's like the bass player's best friend, though. So, uh, hello. Here's your penultimate entry. I know you had some rules about this game, so I'll let you be the decision maker on this one. Sasha Banks is thankful for the existence of restraining orders, specifically the one she has against one Chris O'Mealy. I mean, it's not real.
1: Is that real? Chris, she got a restraining order? The closest you can get to her is watching Mando on Disney+. Plus.
0: I've never even seen her live on a show.
1: Dude, my closest brush with celebrity is that I was on the same shitty plane ride as a CFL
0: football player. <laughs> oh. So... Well, that was the one thing about working at Disney. I saw a lot of famous people. but Yeah. But you yeah, have... Uh... Of all the. The last time I went to a live wrestling event was the Rumble in 2015. She wasn't on the main roster yet, so. I haven't been to a show where she's actually performed. I haven't seen any of those girls Charlotte, Becky, Bailey, Alexa. None of them. Basically, nobody from the women's revolution because. Except for. Yeah, because the women's match on that Rumble was the Bella Twins versus Natty and Paige. Not that Natty and Paige aren't good. But they didn't. I was thinking, wish the
1: Bella Twins want to make another run.
0: Yeah, well, well, I know you had a one and done rule on the wrestler, and this is the second Sasha, so you make the call.
1: It's not even a good <laughs> entry, so I guess nothing either way.
0: I mean, the restraining order joke has been done to death, and I've been the one that made it. I the the joke was that I have a poster of her up on my wall, and she's got a restraining order up on hers. It's a good place for it. Your final. See, now
1: I, I believe I'm probably more obsessed with certain women's wrestlers than <laughs> you are of her, but like I don't have a poster or anything.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I got, the, I got, I got, didn't really. I don't, it's funny because like the obsession thing is just an exaggeration. I'm not really obsessed with any women's wrestlers. She just happens to be my favorite, but it, you know, when it becomes a running joke and the joke is over, you go with it, right? Yeah. And the joke was over, so. Just not this entry. But she had already been played. I, I'll i I'll blow my spot right now. That was my entry that I played her at the second one. <laughs> and you copied it, J-Winger, so no points for you. Love your podcast, by the way. And now your final entry. The Great Kali is thankful for... Well, that's classic. It's got to get points. Of course. There you go, Dom. You were the last guy. Of course you was. Yeah. All right, well, you've earmarked uh, Monster Among Men's Square. So I guess you went for the pun. Which was pretty funny, though. i gotta give it that. <laughs> and I almost copied this over into our Among Us Discord, so let me... Get out well, that's way. what I
1: did last
0: week. Yep. <laughs> your winner is Dan Dahl, And good luck to everybody for your final, final entries, your review of the podcast. Those are going to be very wordy, but that's okay because it's the last game that we're doing in this format. So, so we'll see. And I just want to close this episode with a meme from Game of Thrones with Tyrion... Talking to Prince Oberin going, you could at least wear a helmet. And Oberyn going, you know, that's actually not a bad idea. And then it says Star Wars The Mandalorian. You know what happens there, right? That's one of the famous deaths. So I was wondering if you're aware of that one. And you get beheaded because he doesn't wear a helmet? No, he gets his eyes gouged out. The Mountain grabs him puts his thumbs in his eyes, and squeezes his skull, and then his skull just caves in.
1: And that's Pablo
0: Pascal's character? Yeah. It's actually pretty fucking gruesome. Maybe he should have worn a helmet. Which is what... That was one of the big jokes when The Mandalorian came out. They never take the helmet off. People are like, yeah, because Oberyn learned his fucking lesson when he faced the mountain. Good... Good God. All right. This is the re- last regular episode of Wrestle Talk. It's been a great run, but we're not going to do too much reflective BS because we're going to be recording a grand finale episode. We'll record the episode tomorrow. I'm not 100% sure when it's going to release because uh, somebody had an idea that I really liked. They were going to put in uh like, people wanted to record, like, thank you messages for the show. And I, I kind of like that idea, so maybe I'll uh I'll hold off and I'll edit those in once you're uh, if everybody's into that idea. So just let It'll me be know a in the touching tribute. <clears throat> It'll be, be a touching tribute. Of, uh,
1: Green Day's Good Riddance.
0: No, you know what it's got to be? It's gonna be Leave the Memories Alone. <laughs> That's been a running uh, joke here down the without you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Well, we just talked about the Eddie tribute. Remember they did the first one so well? They did the Johnny Cash Hurt and it was like, like it actually made me tear up. And then they're like, they switched to Here Without You. And I'm like, this is about a guy losing his wife. Ugh. Just not the same. That was the first time I heard that Johnny Cash cover of Hurt, by the way, was the Eddie tribute. Always brings me back to that moment. Here Without You just reminds me of like early 2000s, Three Doors Down. But y'all do you. All right. Well, don't worry, guys. If you're a patron, there'll be more wrestle talk here and forever. For everybody else, we'll see you next time for the grand finale episode with some special guest surprises and returning segments just for you. See you then. Bye.